Hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. Hey girl, hey. Another week. Like my dad said, same shit, different week. (laughs) I mean, how fucking true is that? (laughs) Um, So what's new? Okay, so I have a couple questions here, just like life updates. I know that you are, your birthday is coming up. It's the dirty 30. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Let's fucking go. Um, Um, So what are we doing? Because you know me, I need a plan. I... I have my Google Sheets up right now. I'm ready to start a spreadsheet. Let me know. Who do we invite? Bachelorette party number two that I'm going to plan this year. (laughs) So for all of you who are listening, check your damn emails, WhatsApps, and group texts because I will be sending them. (laughs) I just need to know. I was about to say from the bride, from the birthday girl, what we're doing. (laughs) So what are we doing? That's the moral of the story. Um, What are we doing? Oh my god! Um, as you know, I am currently trying to fight off being uh, homeless. Uh, it, it sounds a lot more dramatic than it actually is. We're just yeah. For a second, I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I was like, "Uh, uh okay." <laughs> I know. Um, no, we're just looking for a new spot. And so you know that that's been sort of like my main focus over the past couple of weeks. I get that. Um, but like 30th birthday only happens once. You're coming into your no. own. Like you're going to be a big girl now. It was a you big know, girl. I haven't yeah, been a big girl are. before. This nope. is it. <laughs> this nope. is it. <laughs> Maddie, you know, like, look, here, like, I thought, oh, I'm so mature. I'm married. I've lived. I have a job. I have a career. Did I? I don't know. Um, but, like, I have all these things. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, I have my life together. And then I turned 30. Mm. And I mm. swear to God, first of all, the day of my 30th birthday, you were there. I don't know if you remember. I can I tell you there. exactly where I was. In the villa, on the first floor, in the guest bathroom. I had to poop. I was scared to go upstairs. Um, I got stage fright. <laughs> so I went to the guest bathroom in the middle of everything, right? And I swear to God, mm. I saw this line for the first time in my life. Like the mm. um, the marionette mm. line. That's number one. But number two, I stopped giving a shit about what mm. anyone thinks about me in my 30s, and that's when you know that you're a big that's girl. Fair. So I'm very excited for you to get there. I know that you're kind of there. You are very mature. Yeah. You're an old soul. I am an old soul. But Thank it's going to happen. That. <laughs> anyway, okay, so back, back back to you. Where are we going? Who am I emailing? Yeah, and WhatsApping and just, group chatting. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like with all the insanity, you know, originally I wanted to do Greece, but like clearly with the state of the world and like potentially world war three happening, I, I don't think that that's doable. <laughs> so, world war three. Whoa. <laughs> all right. Someone get Maddie a drink, please, because she's getting real. It's very dark. Well, hey, I, we don't know what? what's happening with like Russia, Ukraine and all of that. So I'm don't just say gonna, it. you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't say it. It's okay. It's all right. Um, so, you know, I think I'm going to keep it domestic to the U.S. Um, I'm thinking either like Sedona, somewhere in Arizona. Fancy, you know? very 30 like, something ish of you. Yes, For the record, I also gave you that advice or that recommendation. You did. So that's how you know you it comes did. from a 30 something. Yes. Um, I'm thinking spa, nature, good food if we want it, good weather. Um, and just good weather. Um, and then the other one was like, I know this sounds so random, but I've been wanting to go to Montana for such a really long time. And I think it's really just, it's a beautiful landscape. I don't necessarily know what's there to do other than like, you know, horseback <laughs> ride a horse. And, oh yeah. yeah. That's right. Oh my God, yay. Um, Look at me. I'm so cultured. I love it. Um, and probably people, like if anybody from Montana is listening and like, what the fuck? They only think we ride horses out there. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I don't know what else you do. <laughs> I literally don't know what else there is to do in Montana. Maybe we'll find out. Um, Give us yeah, your tips we'll and tricks, out. please. Where should we go? Should I Google it? <laughs> things to do in Montana. Things to do in Montana. Um, so it's probably going to be between those two. And then... I, 
I don't know exactly who, because I feel like every time we've done a trip together, it's always been either just us or it's like yeah. your crew of folks. And so this will probably be the first What are you saying birthday. about my crew? I'm joking. No, no, no. I love your crew. I have nothing wrong with your crew. I actually vibe with your crew very, very well. <laughs> yes, you do. You're um, part of my crew. Wait, hold on. Sorry. I, I just have to... Wait, wait, wait. Really quickly, I did Google like things to do in Montana, and I clicked 41 fun things to do. <laughs> oh, yay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Number one is Glacier National Park, so seems exciting. If uh, uh-huh. I can be down with that. The second, <laughs> the oh, second thing, and I feel like this is going to set the tone for Montana, is Montana mm-hmm. State Capitol building oh no oh no where state building is like the number two on a list of 45 fun things to do in a state <laughs> so you're saying that we're going <laughs> to sedona, to sedona. Uh, yeah yellowstone <laughs> is apparently like. there as well um grizzly and wolf discovery center i do not like watching animals behind a piece of glass I feel very strongly. That's a fair point. Rimrock Mall is number seven. Maddie, we're going to Sedona making the decision for you. Yeah, no, 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 I'm joking. Like, or we could just go and ride some horses and just <laughs> hang out in the Airbnb. But we'll need a really cool one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it would have to be like a really cool one or we would have to, you know, it would literally just be like an outdoors trip, outdoorsy type vacation, if anything. That's what Montana sounds like. Like literally going hiking to all the national parks. Oh. in all the national parks. That's what it sounds like. I'm going to text Pierre um, after this and um, yes. I'm going to powwow with him about this. Yes. Because I have a actually, feeling that Pierre will stand with me. Oh, That we're going to Sedona. I will never forget your birthday where um, Mark and I planned it. And <laughs> I was thinking Mark and I were worse. like so excited. We were like, yeah. And he was like sharing everything. I was like, this one is fantastic. I love it. Let's do it. And the day of Pierre is like coming to pick us all up from like the campus that we were at when we were working at that company and we're driving and towards the end of the trip, you and Pierre are like, where the fuck are, cause it was, let me set the scene. You have to. Darkness has befallen. I think it was like, it was November, right? Like November. Yeah, my birthday. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, cause I couldn't remember yeah. if yeah, like yeah. we traveled before or early, but it was a weekend trip. So it had to have been November. Yeah. So November darkness is around us. We're taking like this dark, like dirt road path. We can't see really in front of us. No. It looks like, you know, like those horror stories that you used to hear as a kid of like the woman in white that would be at the end of the road. It's kind of that. Oh my God. I just envisioned it and I just got chills (laughs) and I'm freaking out now. And like, you are literally turning to Mark. You're like, what the fuck have you done? And Pierre proceeds to look at me and is like, what? Like, how did you two, like, Two really you smart know? folk. Like, how did y'all agree to this? Like, considering what Alina likes. Like, what? <laughs> and me and Mark were like, but it's going to be fun, guys. It's going to be great. <laughs> but it was like, it was like this cute, quaint Airbnb that was up in the mountains. So cute. And like, like there was the she shed area that like Pierre and I were in. And there was like, she shed, not shisha. Sorry, I'd have to clarify that. Cause it sounded like you yeah, said she shed. I was like, she shed area. I was like, oh, she shed. No, she shed. That was really cute. It was like a little like tea house yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah. It was Very so cute. cute. And like there was the wildlife that would meet us in the mornings um, until the day that we left. And uh, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Before oh, we get there, we have to talk about what happened. Remember when, yeah, was it a wolf? Was it a coyote? (laughs) Was it a mountain lion? Was it a person? We will never know. But, and then there were bats. Bats. Mm -hmm. No. Yes. Yes. Guys, not my thing. You know what though? It was still a fun trip. And I will say that to this day, the comedy of the entire trip. And then also remember when Pierre and Mark got so fucked up and they were trying to open a door and the door was a sliding door. And somehow these two idiots decided to like try and lift the door thinking that that's how the door would open. (laughs) So I'm laughing really hard right now because I'm like, only those two fucking idiots would do that. Oh my God. Like, I feel like, you know, usually there's like the, you know, like the mark of the pier on the trip that's mm-hmm. you know doesn't like to get their hands dirty we'll say and then there's yeah, usually yeah. like the guy that's a guy and is like okay with getting mm-hmm. their hands dirty but it, what i mean by that's like a guy's guy right um yeah. 
And then you put the two of them together and there's no guys got to be like, guys, this is a sliding door or Hey, like this is how you make a fire. And I just feel like, I feel like it's just, yeah, you're, you're kind of in for it when you, that's the well, life yeah, decision we that you made. We were literally inside. We were drinking, talking, and they were out in the hot oh tub. God. And next thing we know, we hear like yelling. And we're like, what the hell is going on out there? <laughs> and we go outside and we see these idiots with a sliding door, like egging each other on to lift <laughs> it. Like, what is happening? I can see it, right? Like, uh, Mark was probably like, Pierre used those big muscles. muscles. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Pierre, mind you, was probably wearing like his bathing suit, his black t shirt, and his fucking dress shoes. Cause God forbid he wasn't wearing the dress shoes. I've never seen Pierre's feet actually now that I think about it because he's always wearing dress shoes or his slippers I do know that he wears the slippers yeah. so don't worry I know I saw you getting yeah. very upset um but yeah no that that was wild um and remember I was like oh I would have been fine with just like a nice dinner where we all got dressed up no it was fun <laughs> and I was so grateful that you guys like thought of me and planned it and it was like lovely and I had a good time mm. but like for future reference <laughs> I'm, I wouldn't call myself like an outdoorsy person. I will do it for your birthday. 100%. However, if either yeah. one of you tries to do that for my birthday again, I'm not going. So let's Look, just next time, next time for your birthday, I'm literally, it's not just going to be me and Mark. Pierre will be included because we all mm-hmm. know you and Pierre, your guys' tastes are pretty similar. Same, the same person. Um, Basically, yes. I have essentially married you, but in male form. <laughs> sure. I mean, you say that like it's a bad thing. Just saying. It's not. Just Um, saying. And then, uh, yeah, so Pierre will be included. So he will be sort of the final, he will put his stamp of approval on it. Okay, so so Pierre will be the Alina vote. Yes, Pierre will be the Alina vote. Anyway, we're not talking Um, about my birthday. We're talking about your birthday. So we're going to Sedona because I've decided Montana's off the table. No, I'm joking. Off the table. If you want to go, I will go. But no, I think like if we go to Montana, we just have to focus on, oh God, this is like the type of, my therapist would be like Alina. Stop. Um, but I'm going to continue <laughs> while, while we're on the topic. I, like, let's get a badass, beautiful villa or oh. whatever with like floor to ceiling windows that we can just stare we'll from inside. And then spas. We need to like make sure that we like figure out which spas we want to go to, what treatments we want to do. Okay. Um, also need to figure out like if we're going to do like a national park, like what are we going to do within those national parks? Apparently there's okay. this really beautiful canyon out there. But Called like Rim you Rock can't Wall. go to it. No, no, no. It's Sorry. Uh, it's, it's um, highlight. <laughs> highlight. There's another canyon out there that's absolutely beautiful, um, but you can't go to it yourself and view, tour it yourself. You have to get like a tour guide. Like, it's somehow mandated within that region. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. okay. I want to do that, though. Sounds um, exclusive. We like it. Definitely moments. We like it. We okay. like it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't really have... Um, I feel like I'm pretty easy, as you know, when it comes to uh, trips and stuff, as long as I'm with, like, good people, good vibes. I do need to nail down the, the guest list yeah. since we're talking So about that it. I can send my WhatsApp group I- chats and emails. And if you have their information just send it across karen will take care of <laughs> it don't worry right across just uh, oh let my god karen know <laughs> it's true. karen speranza y'all wait um, do you know what is so funny sorry not like let's go back to your birthday but um the best part is that like you know paul calls me karen speranza and everyone calls mm. me karen which by the way i agree with paul it's not a bad thing um it isn't no <laughs> mark's aunt is her name is Karen Speranza. And so it's like, oh my God, (laughs) here I am like making this like a funny thing. And this poor woman, I'm just dragging her name through the fucking mud. Although I'm not, but I feel like, you know, there is a connotation there anyway. Sorry. Just to go back. um, The point is that there is a Karen Speranza in real life. So just want to throw that out there. Okay. So maybe Montana, we have to figure out the guest list. If anybody has any advice, please let us know. Please let us know. Um, I will do my best to get you an invite list ASAP, um, and we'll figure it out. I just, Very like I said, excited. I've been focused on uh, housing, so, and you know me. I typically am not very good about celebrating myself, so, but I'm excited. Yay. That's why Karen's planning your birthday. <laughs> Karen. I love it. I'm here for it. I mean. um, okay. 
outside of of that, shall we get started on our basic bench quinkies for the week? Um, So I know you pulled these this week, and I'm really excited to go through them. Um, And for our listeners who may be listening for the first time, this is where we do our lightning round of top headlines from the week. We give our quick top of mind thoughts. Um, You ready? Did you set the timer? You got this? Oh, I forgot. Sorry. It's just our usual ritual. I love it. At I was this point. just really. No, what do you mean? I was so good about it. Oh, no, I don't mean the screen record. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm going to give us five minutes for this one. Yeah, Four minutes I mean, for this one. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Okay. Yeah, we're ready. Um, okay. Kanye West allegedly spreading rumor Pete has AIDS. Dot, dot, dot. Confused pals calling Pete and go. I like Kanye. What's what's going on, friend? Um, I feel like there are certain things that you can joke around about. There are certain things that you can spread rumors about. Like I get it. Like when you're the ex who feels jilted in some way, shape, or form. But like, bitch, you got a girlfriend. Bitch, like you're, you're prating around with her. Like she's your everything. You're doing and her makeup. Also, you're dressing like, her in Balenciaga. Also, Exactly. And also, like, the guy that is dating your ex-wife is also, like, she's also the mother of your children. So, like, the fact that this guy might be in the picture long term, like, you're spreading something that will get back to your kids. Like, this is not a good look, Kanye. Like, it is not at all. And so, I think he needs to sit his ass down. You are not getting Kim back. It's not happening, bro. So, like, go live your life. Okay. I'm going to agree with everything that you just said. I feel like my thing is, like... What do you what do you hope to achieve from this? It's I, yeah. I don't know. I I feel like he someone needs to write this guy a prescription, mm. get him back on his meds. And I'm so sorry to say that. And there's nothing wrong with being on medication for mental health at all. My both mm-hmm. my dogs are on Prozac. We know this. Um, and it's no, it's like not that funny. It's not it's not funny in his case. It's funny in my dog's case. But no, yeah. it's just like. Guy, sit the fuck down, take your pills, you know, fuck your girl, do her makeup, dress her how you want. You got a new puppet. Let's go. Move on with it. And, you know, I so I was actually um, thinking about the other, I guess, news that came out this week where he's now spreading this rumor that there's a second uh, Kim Kardashian sex tape. And he was like, oh, I flew by myself to Ray J's house and I got the laptop and I showed it to her and she cried because she was so grateful for me. And it's like, dear God, the narcissism on this man. Um, And I also am just like, what is the narrative that he's trying to like? Is he I mean, I think it's like Pete bad. Kim, I, I you need me. Right. And and I don't know. I just like I. I, I think that through all of this, you know what I'm actually taking out of it besides the fact that Connie's insane, which we've known. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kim, and say what you want about her, she's not my favorite celebrity in the world. Jennifer Aniston, don't worry, you still hold that. Um, also, royal family as a whole, you still hold that. Um, I feel like Kim has really come come out looking really, really, really classy. It's like she's still mm-hmm. not, she's just kind of being quiet. She's not reacting. She, or I mean, her people did release something about the sex tape and were just like, that's not true. Or they said that mm-hmm. the laptop was real, but that there's no sex tape or additional sex tape. I just feel like she, she's coming across as like really mature, really, really, yeah, like classy about it. And part of me is like, I want her to like flip the fuck out on this motherfucker. But part of me is oh. also like, go you, like you are so... Girl. Mm-mm-mm. You know? They're saving it for the Hulu show. That's what they're saving it for, truly. Oh, my God. You are such a conspiracy yeah. theorist, which I love. Oh, there's also an, oh, but there's also another conspiracy theory, too, that, um, so, you know, Pete Davidson and, is her name Julia Fox, the girl that he's dating? He was Connie, clearly, whatever. like, uh, the, you want to talk about a gold digger. Go yeah. on, Joe Millionaire, but girl. She, Apparently, they were both in a photo shoot together, like Ken and Barbie. And so people were like, oh, like that seems a little weird that like Kim got Pete, who was Ken in that scenario. And then Kanye went and got the same model that was with him. And that's like, if you want to talk conspiracy theory, there are people who are thinking this is all staged and planned. I did see that. Also, she seemed to me, so I only, okay. 
I I recognized her because I happened to see un, see um, uncut gems on like a plane or something. That's a lie. Oh, I saw it at my house, but I saw it. That's like the only thing I know. I don't know why I just blatantly told what that lie. What a weird lie. But okay. I know. I'm like, wait, why did I just lie? Why did I want that to feel like it was like not a movie that was on Netflix? Um, it's a literal like, so funny. Do, am I, do I have a problem? Okay. Um, she's just so irrelevant otherwise. And I also like, I don't see how their, their paths would ever cross. But did you see how she like made a statement that was like, oh, come on, honey. I've been dating billionaires my entire adult life. So it's like, oh, so you are a fucking golden whore. Sorry. I said it. It's true. (laughs) When you make a fucking comment like that, like, what do you expect me to think about you? Yeah. It's not that you're a great person, that you're very smart. I think the way that she wanted it to come off was like, oh, like me dating this Kanye is isn't a new. stunt. Yeah, but like, she, yeah, I, it just did not come off um, the way I think she had intended. That was probably, like, that was also my line of thinking of like, what message are you really trying to get out there when you frame something like that? But okay, you do you. Um, okay. Utilize right. those 15 yeah. minutes of fame, girl. That's girl. what I feel. Girl. If you're smart, you'll get pregnant. Or actually, no. In this case, I think she would be very unsmart to get pregnant because look at what Kim is now tied to for the rest of her life. And I, I feel like Kim yeah. is just like, oh my god, let this go, let this go, let's go, like let's go, let's go, let's go. And also, like her family, she comes from a family that's so I wouldn't say private because it's the exact opposite. But like, I there's they, like their media training is like on fucking point, on point, yeah. And so it's like for this, it, it, you know, it, she's just like, oh my god, and she's literally beholden to him in, to a degree, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. So, Connie, okay. it's okay. Medication's all right. All right, the next one. Oh, sorry, clicked out of it, but I want to make sure I read this correctly. <sighs> Chris Brown sued. Jane Doe claims he drugged, raped her during Miami yacht party. And I'll give us, uh, give us three minutes. Okay, go. Um, you know, Chris has had a pretty um, interesting precedent that he has set in his life and career in regards to okay. violence against women. So does this surprise me? N- no. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll see how the case actually plays out. But if you read the story, um, it's actually really alarming. Um, you know, girl says that she, he gave her a drink. They were in the kitchen area of the yacht, um, you know, essentially like drugged her with whatever was in that cup. Out of a red um, solo cup. Sorry. I just want to talk about that for a second. Yeah. Go for it. Did he serve drinks in red solo cups? <laughs> I'll just leave that there. I mean, Continue. They're no. universal. You know what I mean? They're like, very uneco friendly. Like Get a fucking glass. You can afford it. Okay, sorry. Continue. Tell that is a story. very fair point, but I feel like in yachts, I mean, of course, there are definitely eco friendly alternatives. Acrylic. But like, if I have like them for having, the pool. Acrylic. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, sorry. Um, I digress. But yeah, I'm. I. It'll be interesting to see how this case plays out. I just feel like could this be someone who's just like coming out and trying to get money out of Chris Brown? I mean, that it, there's always a potential of that. 20 million um, to be exact. <laughs> 20 million. Like, that's a lot. Um, but also, at the same time, like, I feel like not many folks are surprised by these allegations just because the fact that he has a past history of violence. Like, if you read the actual police report, I, I don't know if you've ever read it, but um, of Rihanna and Chris Brown. No. Um, that unfortunate incident. It is really horrifying like really absolutely horrifying yeah um it is like the level of violence that he like he would have killed her that night if she hadn't played it smart and so seeing this i'm like i'm not surprised like look i've always loved chris brown's music because it's it's a bop you know what i mean like i can go to a club and like any one of his songs i can jam to but he's not a good person and like i would have hoped over these years he would have like you know done better and try to you know heal himself so he could be a better person and you know he has a kid now and everything but um yeah i hope this isn't true but if it is like i feel for the girl who got assaulted and you know yeah he's a shitty person it's true I agree with that. I feel like we, we know that this is not like out of character necessarily. Right. Like I feel mm-hmm. like anybody, I mean, anybody who could hurt Rihanna 
No, I'm joking. Yeah. No, anyone who could hurt someone seriously is is just is insane. Um, and obviously not well, right? Um, yeah. I think, though, like a couple of the things about the, I, I feel like this should be theoretically, based on what I saw on TMZ, an mm-hmm. open and shut case. The woman, right, she says that, you know, Chris um, unfortunately raped her, um, yeah. that she was drugged, that he, oh, man, okay, we'll give me another minute, um, that he ejaculated inside of her. And then the next mm-hmm. day texted her to be like, take a plan B. Okay. Although it says that she did not report this to the police because she's a medical student and was embarrassed, which we know happens, right? That victims feel mm-hmm. shame and, and victim guilt or all these things. Yeah. Um, again, the reason why I say it's an open and shut case is like, girl, did you not save the text? Yeah. Surely you screenshotted somebody. And, I yeah. mean, I hope for her sake, if you're saying that he texted me and you don't have a record of that, like, what do you think is going to happen? So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think it's disgusting. I think that, like, this man probably needs to be taken off the streets in a sense. I also feel like Diddy is probably going to get dragged into the shit somehow. Because oh, it was on his 100%, 100%. boat. 100%. Or his house or something. Also, now that you say that, I'm kind of curious, like, what led her to open the case if she was so embarrassed of... $20 million. You know, no, I, look, look, I'm not victim shaming. I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not. And yeah. like, I hope to God that doesn't get perceived like that. But I'm just saying like, Money she's not coming out and saying like, I want him in jail necessarily. Right. She's saying, no, I want yeah. 20 mil. Yeah. So. No, I'm, I'm just going to leave I'm, that there. Going to leave that there. Leave those little nuggets of wisdom and move on <sighs> over. Um. Yeah. Okay. So now that we're done with those, <laughs> God, I need note, a drink. I know that was pretty, pretty dark. Um, I figured that this week, um, we would talk about pet cloning, um, which I know is okay. like a very, very, very strange topic. Um, but it came about due to an article that I just read about influencers who became famous, you know, due to their pets and the Instagram accounts that they have for their pets. Um, and it kind of talked about uh, what happens, you know, when the pet dies. Um, and for context, the article kind of goes over specific Instagram influencers who went through the process of um, actually cloning their pets. Um, and, you know, some of the reasoning kind of wildly fluctuates from person to person. Okay. Some do it, you know, to help with their grieving process. Um, others do it as a means of continuing their ability to make money because that is how they're actually making a paycheck. Um, and what was really fascinating for me was A, like seeing the ethical dilemmas and concerns around it. And okay. B, seeing the fucking price tag attached to this whole process. <laughs> so it's a Texas-based company, at least the one that's referred to in the article called Viagen. Um, and they take anywhere from like $35,000 for cats and $50,000 for dogs, um, which is like insane. Um, but I know you had actually considered doing this a while back when Martin, may he rest in peace, um, when he passed. Okay. So first of all, sorry, I was kind of giggling a little bit when you said that it's 35K for cats and 50 for dogs. And in my mm. head, I'm like, oh my God, even the cloning companies know that like dogs are the better species. <laughs> Damn. Literally what I thought. Okay. Um, yeah. So another thing that I want to say, and you know that I'm like not like woo woo, um, but I do believe that in like energies and I do believe that people and pets from the other side kind of send you messages and um so sorry I'm gonna get a little emotional so you know I've kind of sat in my bedroom for the last couple of episodes just due to me being too lazy to walk 20 feet to the guest house um Mm -hmm. and so I sit here at this exact spot and I have this like jewelry tree I guess is the right word it's like one of those things that you know you can hang your necklaces and like put your rings and stuff on the bottom haven't looked at this thing, haven't worn anything on that, and I don't even know how long, maybe ever. And yeah. I happened to look at it today, and do you mm. know what I had sitting on the tray? What did you have? Oh. Martin's dog tags. Um, oh. Yeah, and I don't know. I just feel like he, you know. Because of what we're talking yeah. about. And, and I, I'm not even kidding. Like, you know, I've been so busy this week. I haven't even really, rep- like, prepared for today's um, mm-hmm. topic, to be honest. And so I'm just like, oh, wow. Okay. So, like, 
yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. Okay. So he was like, yes. I'm here. I know you guys are talking about it. Like that's, that's He's so like, Mom, sweet. It's time. You have that damn sample. Let's go. I'm ready. No, I'm joking. Um, okay. So yes, um, you know that Martin was mine and Mark's like first dog. You know, we both grew up with dogs, but it was our first dog together. Um, yeah. we adopted him from Hong Kong. We don't know his backstory. We were told, like, first of all, we were turned away for him, and we, like, fought. And the best part is that, like, Mark was like, let's get an older dog. I was like, no, I want a crazy puppy. The one I wanted was this dog that was literally scaling the (laughs) fence. (laughs) We got the crazy puppy later on. But, um, yeah, so the one, the the dog I wanted was, like, literally scaling the puppy fence. And I was like, that's our dog. Her name was Rio. She's a Hong Kong, like, just mixed dog. Mark was like, no, I want that boring. Like, uh, he wanted the older dog, Martin, that was sitting yeah. in the corner. And I was like, I don't want the boring, ugly dog. Just kidding. He was cute. And I knew that. He had a bad haircut. He was cute. Um, but I was like, no, that dog is so boring. It doesn't even move. Like, I don't want that one. I want this one. And so Mark was like, if we don't get the boring dog, I'm not getting a dog. And I was like, oh. fine. Let's get the boring <laughs> old dog. Right? And I was like, I was so the angry. The ultimatum was real for, for Mark. For those of you who think like I'm the bigger personality, I am. But let me just tell you, when Mark puts his damn foot down, he puts his foot down. Anyway, okay. So, um, so I didn't really want him, but he was like literally one of the loves of my life. That dog was the best. Like people who hate dogs still love Martin, right? You know this. He used mm-hmm. to come to work with me. Uh, that dog yeah. would come. You know, he would fly. Anyway, um, moral story is he got very sick and passed away, and it was like one of the most to this day, probably the most traumatic experience I've been through. And I recognize that, you know, I've lost a parent and I still do feel like that was probably more yeah. traumatic because it was my day-to-day life, right? Like I lived with the dog. Yeah. And the way he died was... He was your baby. You know, he was, was baby. your baby. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm pretty sure Mark and I didn't need a kid for a long time because we had Martin. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, I remember that when we went to like get him cremated and, you know, go through the whole thing because we were in Hong Kong and there they have like funeral services for Wow. Which I love. Um, yeah. where, like, and they like they groomed him. They were like, "Do you want him groomed?" And I was like, "Please." So they groomed him. So he was oh. all clean, and like he had a blowout, and they like put flowers around him. Um, it was like weird in retrospect, but kind of very nice. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, and um, they asked like, "Do you want a swab of his saliva?" And do you want a piece of his hair? And I was like, "Okay." fuck am I gonna do with either of those things but yes so I got yes. it and you know I was it that was really hard and so we looked into um we looked into cloning him because that's just we were mm-hmm. like how can we go on without this dog in our lives it was not yeah. for financial gain of course and I'm not gonna lie I feel like in the moment if I had had fifty thousand dollars because I look I know exactly what company you're talking about because I looked into it and I remember being like yeah. So 50 grand. How do we get this? Go fund me. I've given a lot of money to charity. Like maybe I can claw that back somehow. Um, like I, I do think to be honest with you, if we had been in that moment when I was like so depressed and just like staring at the walls all day long and would I have done it? I think so. And if, if I had had $50,000, just sure, here you go. Like red again, accessible. I think I would have. But I do remember some of the moral like questions. I was like, well, what happens if the dog looks exactly like him? Yeah. But it sucks. <laughs> right? And like but it, it's it, a shitty dog. No, but, but <laughs> like how also in the context of Martin, because you knew him, how easy yeah. would it have been for me to hold a dog to that standard and the dog to not meet those expectations? Very easy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think one of the main concerns around this is that it's not resurrection. It's, you know, it's literally they're just taking the genes and creating a, you know, another dog doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the same dog with the same behaviors, with the same physical attributes. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll be as similar as possible, but it's not the same dog. And also, I think the other thing, too, to note about Martin was... You guys got him later on in exactly. life when he was five, six. He was about, six. Think we think about point. five, about five. And so for him, like he had had all of this socializing aspects that had made his personality what it is or mm-hmm. what it was. I that, mean, someone else trained know, him because God knows we're not very good at <laughs> potty training dogs. Bendy <laughs> peed on the rug today, so you know. So clearly, it's then the question of like. Was it natural part of his like genes that he was yeah. as good of a dog as he was, or 
you know, would you have gotten a puppy that would have been rambunctious and, you know, terrible and not to say that puppies are terrible. They're not, but it, it's just, they can be, no, I think that's they okay. Can be. <laughs> they, they can be, uh, it's just a matter of like what you, you know, like having to cater those expectations, tweak them. Yeah. And I, and to be honest, I don't know if I could have like, I don't know if I was ready. And so it's, it's interesting because Mark, when we went to, mm-hmm. you know, when we finally felt ready to get another dog and adopt a dog. So we had fostered Pepita. Do you remember that little maniac? Oh, no, yeah. Just kidding. She was a maniac. She slept like t- literally 22 hours a day. And I used to have to drag her out of bed to go pee. Um, so cute. So sweet. So broken. Um, but, when we, you know, after that, when we were like, okay, like, let's, let's do this. Let's seriously start looking. His initial mm-hmm. inclination was, let's go look for another white fluffy dog because... That, you know, mm. was like Martin. And the interesting thing is I was the one who put my foot down and I was like, no. I said, I do not want another dog that looks remotely like him. Because that would because, be heartbreaking. Yeah, because it was just like what, like, what are we trying to do here, right? I was like, I'm not, like, mm-hmm. he's gone. That's not. It's not fair to him. It's not fair to us. And quite frankly, it's not fair to the new dog to expect. And if the dog looked like him, we were going to compare that. We were going to, we compared Benji anyway. And oh God, let's all be very clear. Benji is nothing like Martin. But you know, it's like, we, no, I was just like, you're, you're setting that dog up for, I felt like less love because we wanted that dog to be Martin and no dog was going to be him. No dog will be him. Ever. And and so I felt very strongly like if we are going to get another dog, we have to, we have to be really intentional about like separating the emotions and the feelings that we had and the expectations that we had from Martin yeah. and our experience there. So we ended up, yeah, I obviously, mean, you know, getting a mini poodle with brown, brown, red. I don't know what color is he. Yeah, who's fucking crazy, but like in the best <laughs> no, of ways. He's though. a good boy. He's he so much better boy, now. He was crazy. real bad for a long time. <laughs> Oh, he, he, yeah. I mean, look, I've always loved him and I feel like him warming up to me was a very, um, it was actually pretty short. Like, I feel like at first he was like, I can't trust you. And then within like 10 minutes, he was like, actually, I like you now. Pierre, um, however, <laughs> he still Pierre bites Pierre so when he sees him. Mad. I know. He's so mad that right. like that dog loves me and does not give two shits about him. <laughs> no, he's um, fine now. You know, like hearing your story, it just makes me realize that, um, a, you know, this process could be helpful for people who are grieving, but also could have the opposite effect. But then also I feel like it's a lot more common than people are willing to talk about. Um, it's a lot more, um, common than people are aware of. Um, and it's actually become a bit of a popular option for grieving for parents. Um, I mean, Barbara Streisand cloned her dog, Samantha. Who's a Westie, by the way, kind of look like Mark. Yes. Just want to throw yeah, that out there. back in I think it was like back in 2017, 2018, um, and she got two pups, I believe, um, out of that experience. It's just wild to me that cloning has actually been around for ages. Apparently, mm-hmm. they started this process back in 1979, and first successful clone was little Dolly, little Dolly the sheep, back in 1996. Um, but what I thought was um, intriguing um, and yet somewhat horrifying to read, okay. um, and so I'd love to hear your input on all of this, um, were the arguments around the ethical dilemma of this. And it seems to be based on like what I've read um, across articles, people's opinions, um, et cetera, et cetera, is that like this is kind of three-tiered, right? Okay. So number one, um, and I didn't know this, but apparently the cloning process causes animals to suffer. Um, and I'll explain why. So the surrogate animal is kind of being kept alive, if you will, and hormonally supplemented so that they can actually create the embryos at will, um, which is, I hate to say it, but kind of a forced like puppy mill situation, realistically speaking. Um, egg donors, they have to have their, art- their ovaries like artificially stimulated with hormone treatments. Their eggs are then like surgically harvested. Um, and then given the unusually high rates of like late-term miscarriages and high birth weights mm. among the clones, the surrogate mothers are really at a greater risk of dying or suffering serious complications than animals who become pregnant naturally. Um, and the clones, um, however, 
suffer can they suffer actually the most serious of problems. Um, they're much more likely than other animals to be miscarried, to have birth defects, or develop serious illnesses and die prematurely. Which is kind of crazy. I had no idea about any of this. I'm like, I thought what? That it was like what? a huh? right. I thought it was like a well balanced process, but when you actually think about it, the surrogate is suffering. Right? They don't really know what's going on. Um, they're essentially being used as like a big womb. And, uh, you know, the genetic stuff it feels like, or the science around it hasn't really been like dialed in as much. Um, yeah. and so the clones can suffer too. That's crazy. Interesting. Um, yeah. so okay. thoughts about that. That's the first tier. Okay. So first of all, I didn't know any of that. I'm kind of horrified at that, but at the same time, when you were walking through like, the stimulation process and hormones and, you know, having to basically like trick the body into thinking it's pregnant, um, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, kind of the egg retrieval process as well. That is literally the IVF process. Yep. So when you think about it, it's like, holy shit, right? Like, Wow. I don't know. It's just a lot, especially cause you know, I've been through that. I've retrieved eggs and you know, I was very fortunate that my experience was really positive, but, um, it was painful. Let me tell you. And you know, maybe we'll I go into that in another episode. Telling me about it. It's horrifying. Yeah. So I would say again, well, maybe we can talk about this in another episode, but like, I would say the actual, like the injections and the hormone therapy, if you will, like that wasn't the worst part, but the retrieval part was extremely painful. So I can't imagine putting a puppy through that or a dog through that for my own gain. Um, mm-hmm. it, so, okay. There's that. Also, as I was going think of, because I feel like there's like nothing new on television that I want to watch. I go back and I watch all of the old shit, you know, Sex and the City, Grey's Anatomy. I never watched it. So I'm just kind of watching mm-hmm. it. I've been watching it for like five years and I'm on like episode or season three. Um, and just keep it on the background sometimes. Um, but I happened to watch an episode either last night or the night before where they conduct like trauma, like they're trying to train them on trauma response or something on mm-hmm. live pigs and they keep them alive. They spend all day keeping them alive and the, and the guys like put them out. And she's like, excuse me? Like, I just spent all day keeping them alive. And he's like, you know how cruel it is to keep that that pig alive? You just conducted, and, you know, rattled off all these crazy things. He's like, you know how many months of treatment and rehab and blah, blah, blah? Like, it's inhumane to keep the pig alive. Put it out. And so it's just like, I don't know, when you think about that, right? It's like, that is so inhumane and it's so just, like, fucked up that we do these things. Um, I also didn't realize the clones had so many... Yep. challenges or like you know the likelihood of them having birth defects was legit is that kind of like in inbreeding do you think kind of that's what i was thinking but. too well i'm sure also the science like i said the science isn't buttoned down right so it's it's almost like okay well we'll try this and we'll see how it goes um and potentially the genes as you know the embryo is developing it mutates and it just mutates out of control because it's not through a natural path um, and could potentially mutate to, you know, not be like a fully fleshed out animal with yeah. a great natural immunity or um, certain so natural I, immunity, immune system, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, oh, she likes that term. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, no. So I wonder though if, if like, if we just took a little bit more care, and I feel like obviously there are different guidelines around like animals and veterinary practices, and, and I think vets are amazing. Um, but yeah. in general, like the guidelines are, they're just different, right? Because it's an animal as opposed to a human. Yeah. And I think that unfortunately human lives are just regarded as more important. Um, but like, I know again, and again, I don't know all the science behind all this and I don't know if you do either, but in the, in the IVF process, you know, one of the things that they do once you have an embryo is they test it for genetic abnormalities. So mm. look, there's still shit that can happen, right? Like pregnancy is what it is. You're not always going to be guaranteed, you know, a perfectly healthy child or baby or even a live birth. But I guess my question is like, I wonder if they could at least do some of those initial like genetic tests. Obviously there would be a higher cost associated, blah, blah, blah. But like, why wouldn't they do that? If someone like Barbara Streisand, I'm sure Barb could afford another 10 grand or whatever it is. Yeah. And again, I know that well, it's cost, pro- cost prohibitive, 
but the whole thing is so. Yeah. Well, I also think to your point, like, you know, I'm not trained on the science from bio- biology standpoint. Really? Why not? I know. Terrible of me. How could I not? Oh, God, um, you call yourself the brain. Say, <laughs> Just kidding. Bitch. <laughs> I will say, though, I think the big difference between IVF, like in humans versus genetic cloning, is that, you know, within IVF, there's a sperm sample and there's an egg. Yeah. With genetic cloning, you know, they have the surrogate egg, but they're literally just working off a genetic code and they have to create, I guess, like a semen-like thing in order to impregnate the egg, right? So it's like very different processes. So I can understand why maybe the testing just isn't as available. Um, or I I don't know. I don't know. I I have a feeling it's more that the science just isn't, um, fully flushed out. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, yeah, like, I guess I didn't realize that like they literally have to almost like delete the DNA coding and then Mm -hmm. re- code it. Um, and another thing to note, again, not to keep talking, I know we're talking about pets and not necessarily people, but I feel like it's very relevant here is, um, that the more you like inject, right. The more you, there's a word and I can't think of what the word is right now, but, um, say for testing, for example, they have to tell you that there are risks associated with testing the embryos Mm, because you're manipulating it, right? Like you're sticking a needle in you are aspirating something from the embryo. Therefore, like chances are, or not chances are, but there is a chance I should say that it can be damaged. They can do something with the membrane or whatever. Again, you know, I'm not a scientist, but, um, interesting. Yeah. I, I, I guess I never thought about it like that in my head. A clone was like in a Petri dish, but then again, that's literally IVF, right? Like the baby yeah. is at least started, you know, they um, are fertilized and whatever, and they grow in a Petri dish. So I don't, this has been so fascinating for me to like kind of make that correlation. Oh yeah. No, I don't I like think it. That's why for the record, when I was, <laughs> I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I think that's why when I was reading the article, I was like, huh, cause the article was very base level and it was more so focused on like the money making aspect of it yeah. and the ethics of that. Um, but then when I started going down the rabbit hole, as you know, which I typically do, um, then it just became even more so fascinating cause there's, it's multi-layered. Uh, it's so multi-layered and a lot of people just aren't aware. A lot of people think it's like, oh, well it's just happening in a Petri dish. And I think on television too, like the image around cloning or the narrative around it or dialogue or the pictures that people have of it is like literally you have this thing growing in a Petri dish and then it's put in a yeah. bag to simulate a womb. And then, you know, like nine yeah. months later, however many months later, it's like fully formed. It's like, no, actually. It's it's not as fully fleshed out like that. I literally don't <laughs> We're not that know. advanced, guys. Like, why do we think that? Because I do, and I don't know why. But okay, I'm really glad that you told me yeah. this because now, obviously, there are reasons why I opted not to do it. But I, I do still have that. You know that? Uh, yeah. I would say sperm sample. It's not accurate. I do have that cotton I mean, swab from his saliva. So. Well, I think like later down the line, most likely when they there are more advances in the technology where you know they're not putting the the surrogate in harm's way um if they can actually do it without a surrogate that'd be pretty cool too like could you imagine that um or even doing it without um with the assurances that nothing would happen as well to the clone okay question right? for you um yes would you do What's it for Melo knowing all of this because I know how much you love her I know. Um, my mom tells me probably on a weekly basis that when she dies, I will be absolutely wrecked and she is correct. Um, I, you know, I love her and I think our time together is what I need to make the, I have this whole philosophy about grief and loss. And it's like, you know, when you lose someone, the grief is really just like all of this love and all this thing that's like, you can no longer give to this thing. Um, and there's this sort of precious nature of the fact that, they're here for a very short time. So I think if you, in your mind, make it this thing of like, well, I can just clone them. I think it kind of, you lose a little bit of the value of what the relationship is in present time. Okay. And I also think that from an ethics standpoint, I don't think I could do it. It just, you know, to because of what you about, know now, because of what I know, but also I think, you know, just even going back to your point about Martin, uh, like it's not going to be the same dog, right? No. And you're, they're not going to be able to hold up to that standard. Like, I would want yeah. Mellow. 
you know, if, you know, my relationship, like if, you know, she dies or once she dies, mm-hmm. I'm going to go through a grieving process and then I'll go and, you know, adopt another dog and it, I will create a different relationship with them. It's just, it's going to be yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I could ever replace her. And I think that's what a lot of people think this process gives them is that replacement aspect. Yeah. And I mean, let's be real. When I was thinking seriously, like very heavily considering like selling mm-hmm. my one kidney that I have to um, to fund it, like <laughs> um, that's exactly what I was trying to do. In my head, mm-hmm. that is legitimately exactly what I wanted. I wanted there to be no break or obviously a small break in the experience of like being his mom. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, to your point, it was like, oh, wait, he's going to come out an annoying little puppy. I'm going to have to teach this thing how to potty train. Martin came potty trained. Like, that's not fun. What if he doesn't get it? What if he's not as smart? What if he barks? And I know that that sounds so stupid and there's nothing wrong with that, but that wasn't him. Yeah, it wasn't him. And, you know, like I just, yeah, like for me, I was so, and not only that, but I wanted to like distance myself so much from that, from Mm -hmm. the possibility of like expecting another dog to be him yeah. that we went and adopted a little tiny yappy ass poodle. His little Korean fried chicken. He, <laughs> he does. So he does look like a KFC. Um, but like literally like a little obnoxious puppy poodle who I loved to death, but in a very different way. Like mm-hmm. my, yeah, like the way I love Benji is so different than the way I love Martin. Um, and I'm going to mm-hmm. grieve this, you know, when it happens to him. But interestingly enough, I we we got Frankie because I saw a picture of him and he looked like Martin in the picture. I have to be very yeah. clear about that. Because then he shows up and I'm like, whoa, you're three times the size of Martin. I didn't <laughs> expect you. Um, and he is nothing like him. And so yeah. it's like that's kind of the exact experience I didn't want that I ended up having anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah. Okay. So that was number one. What are the that's other like tiers of the ethical yeah. dilemma? So- Number two is that, you know, widely available pet cloning could have bad consequences for the overwhelming number of like unwanted dogs that are currently in shelters um, or like unwanted companion animals. So, sorry, I should be clear. It, cloning isn't only for dogs. Um, so to that point, there are about okay. 6.3 million dogs a year that enter U.S. shelters every year. Oh, tell me that. Um, and there are folks out there that are, you know, cloning their pets instead of, you know, making a home for these dogs. Um, you know what else there are? Which, there are? Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say some of which get euthanized, unfortunately. So I was going to say, you know what else? There are people who go to breeders. I judge you. Yeah, that's also true. I that's do. That's also very, very true. I judge you. There are 6.3 million dogs per year in a shelter and you go and you spend thousands of dollars in dogs that often are very unhealthy. Um, anyway, I digress. Yes. I shame the shit out of people who go to breeders for the record. I'm not kidding. I know you do. Literally, I'm just like, what is your fucking problem? You don't need a dog yesterday. That dog, whatever. And and also part of that is like my dog was a puppy mill dog. And you, Benji, you know the problems that that dog has. He was there for Mm -hmm. nine months. Can you imagine what like, and Pepita was there for eight years. Poor baby. Like. No, I, I, I feel so strongly about it. I hate the fact that there are animals that are put down every single day. I get it. They're not fucking Frenchies, but yeah. Frenchies are also just cruel to be a Frenchie, but that's another story for another day. Um, I will say it's interesting because, you know, I do know a lot of people who end up going the breeder route, um, but they make an effort to ensure that, you know, it's an ethical breeder and all of these things. Okay. Um, I, I don't judge. Um, I do. I think for me, it's interesting though hearing from your perspective because you've actually adopted animals and fostered animals and you've seen the psychological effect and the damage that it does to these animals. Um, And so I, yeah, I mean, I totally understand why you're very anti-breeder. I get it wholeheartedly. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I like, I feel so strongly about it. I think that, look, I get it. Sometimes you just want a particular dog. And also one of my, like one of my really close friends, like, um, Maxie, her and her boyfriend were just going through the adoption and, you know, they were looking for a couple of, I don't know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And like, she's like, I would see a dog online. Then I would go there and be adopted. I would mm-hmm. see a dog go. I would like see a dog really like it, but like need my boyfriend to come to see it. And by the time we came back, it was adopted. 
my sister went through this, you know, when she got Enzo, where it's like you apply for a dog, you're one of, I don't know, 20,000 people, maybe not, whatever. You're one of 500 people still. That's a lot of applications to go through. You yeah. really get your heart set on something that you haven't even met. You, like you are disappointed, right? Yeah. And I get that. I get and I keep that. trying to tell people, I'm like, just stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. Like, I know it sucks, but the dog will choose you. And I literally told Max mm-hmm. that. I was like, the dog will choose you. Like, yeah. Mark and I looked for not, I think the, the adoption like process in Hong Kong is just really different. And we've been really lucky that we've always adopted from there. Yeah. In that, like, they host these events and, you know, it's, it's not easier necessarily, but they're, they're, it's a smaller place in general, right? So you don't have 100,000 options and Instagram and this one. Yeah. And that one. So it's also very hard to get a dog in. So, um, with that said, it's like, you know, we, we fell in love with all these other dogs and like we went and we saw this one dog and I was like, not my dog. Doesn't, like, I don't mm-hmm. feel that. Then we went to another yeah. adoption day to see this little King Charles. Her name was Stella. Oh, no, that's that. a lie. That's my friend Morgan's dog was Stella. Sorry, this dog was tuberose. That was, again, I'm lying, like, left and right. What is up with uh, you in these lies? I God don't damn. know. <laughs> oh, God. No, but, okay, so there was this dog who came from the same breeder that Benji came from, actually. Oh, okay. This dog, though, was there for, like, six years. She was missing an eye. The other one had, like, like oh, a... baby. ...was about to go. <laughs> this dog looked like she was 47. Uh. She was six. And so, and we were like, this is our dog. Like, we loved her. Guess Mm. what? She was already committed to another family. And they were like, look, if they show up today, they're going to get her. If they don't, you can take her home today. So we waited around for like four hours this event to end. They showed up right at the end. And we didn't get her. And it sucks, right? And we were really sad. Yeah. And then they like happened, because, you know, we spoke to them. We were there all fucking day. So then they were like, hey, there's like a little, because we wanted a small dog and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, there's like this mini poodle. Um, he's a puppy, he's nine months, blah, 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 do you want to meet him? And so we met him and that, you know, but my point is like, yeah, there's heartbreak and whatever. I digress. Moral story is cloning, I guess is cruel, but also there are so many dogs and yeah, cats. so many dogs out there. And I'm sure yeah. horses and other things. And bunnies. And bunnies. And hamsters. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so what's the um, other thing that's cruel? So the other <laughs> thing is supposedly, you know, the fact that it's a company that's offering pet cloning um, can be perceived as, like, deceiving and kind of exploiting grieving pet owners because um, you're not really getting your pet back, yep. you know? <laughs> um, you're getting, like, a genetic replica. Um, and like I mentioned, there's several factors that play into how they'll develop, look, how their personalities will be. Um, so it's sort of like the ethical concerns or qualms around, um, the deceptive practices, um, around, um, like how they market the product, the cloning product. Okay. So do they clarify, like, is there even like, you know, what's the word, like a footnote saying like, this is a genetic replica and they might not look like your dog or they might not be like your dog. Cause if that's the case, then I'm like, Oh, you know what? I don't have a problem with it. Do your research before you make an investment like that. hundred percent. Um, but I do think that there is, I mean, do I agree that yes, it can be deceptive and manipulative, especially since it's a product around basically focused on grief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very emotion based, but then again, it's like, even when you go to bury a loved one, right? Like you could also say that it can be deceptive and manipulative too. Like when you're buying a coffin, like you want the best one to like send them off in, you know, shit like that. Um, I think you I want mine to be gold plated by the way, in case you're around oh to plan it or rather just, because we, you will be <laughs> just cremate the shit out of me. I don't care. Blow my ashes. God knows where, um, Oh, actually, you know what I want? I want it to be made into a tree. That's what I thought I want. that too. Yeah, that sounds expensive. Probably is. Right, the um, chocolate not do like, it for you. Not like the Kardashians. Remember when they did the whole like, oh, you can be made into a diamond. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> Wait, oh, I'm God, dying no. you're making it. No, no, no. Not that I want to do that. I actually looked into doing that with Martin's ashes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think that would be sweet. But, like, to plan but it for yourself it. that you want to be made into a diamond and to, like, give to your, like, yeah. children. Like, that's kind of fucking weird, you know? Yeah. I think that, the, yes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. We can go. I feel like this has become about, like, death and grief and not about, like, cloning. But 
Um, but yeah, no, I did think about that. And, and again, it, I was just like, in my eyes, I was like, what would I wear every day that I could wear every day that I could yeah. do with him to have him like close to me? I haven't done it. I still have his urn as everybody knows. Um, yeah. but anyway, okay. So going back to people are yes. grieving, they do people crazy things. They spend exorbitant Dude. amounts of money. Um, I have one last question for you though. I think okay. and this would be like a good one, I think to end today's episode on, but, uh-huh. um, I really want to talk about how some of these influencers are literally making bank off of their pets um, and how they have no other source of income. Um, I would be on edge all the time. Like, how would, like, I, I think for me, what was most resounding about the article was that when you go through it, the reason why they did it for some of these was because they, their main income stream was their pet's Instagram page. So when their pet died, it was like, oh, well, I need like a, you know, a replica essentially um, to keep the, the, the money going. Um, and so that for me was just kind of wild to read. Uh, one girl even talked about how when her cat died, um, because I guess the process with Viagen um, took like years before they actually got like a viable clone for her. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't imagine that they can just keep going. Yeah. Um, basically she lost a whole bunch of followers and stuff. And now she's like having to redo that whole process, but it just seems kind of crazy to me that people are, you know, they see their pet as like this moneymaker and are like deciding or making their decision on this cloning process because they just want to keep the money coming in. (laughs) I mean, knowing what we know now, right? Like, yeah, just about how cruel it is. I judge you. Like, I judge people who are breeders, right? Surely I'm going to judge people for making other animals suffer so that they can just yeah. make a quick buck. That's number one. Um, yeah, I, I think that's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to put it. I also think people just, I don't know. I feel like we, this can go in a lot of different directions, and I don't think we need to take it to the place I'm about to take it. But, uh, <laughs> but I also just feel like influencers, like, please. We get it. Mm-hmm. We get it. But also, like, take it down a little bit. Yeah, I just... I'm going to leave it there. I think it's cute when people do Instagram pages for their pets. But I guess I'm just not cool with that being, like, your main source of income. Because, you know, pets come and go, as we've all experienced. Yeah. Um, so from, like, a steadiness standpoint clearly not viable um and also like if that's your reason why you're you know going through this cloning process uh I'm not cool with it I guess yeah no I agree I agree I think um I think it's very unfair I feel like there should be you know what I feel like there should be like a like a a, not a questionnaire there should be like a criteria that you have to meet, right? That you, it's like, it's gotta be for the right reasons. It's gotta be because you have this dog and you love it or whatever it is. Yeah. But like, if you're going to do it, cause let's be real, people are going to continue to do it. And I feel like it's almost like a sanity check almost, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a mental health questionnaire. Yeah. I feel like that needs to be employed in this particular I wonder- case how many people actually have pets? Because during COVID, you know, lots of things have changed for a whole bunch of folks. A lot of people got pets. Um, but I wonder how many people actually get pets. I'm sure it's a small percentage, but still, it would be curious to look at these numbers. How many people got pets as like a... a Companion. A, the, pur- the exact same purpose of like utilizing them for influencer status. No. I don't know. Are people like that desperate? I don't just... I don't know. Maybe it's just because like... You know, mm-hmm. we're very lucky that we have fallen into, like, good careers and jobs and and whatnot yeah. and have, like, I would say a decent head on our shoulders. Like, don't get me wrong, Teamy Blends, I got you um, if you so choose <laughs> to sponsor us. Um, Sugar joking. Care Hair Bear Products, whatever it's called. <laughs> Sugar Bear Hair Care, Maddie. You are clearly not the one who's going to write the go. script for our ads one day. No, I'm joking. Um, no, but no, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess I feel like that, that kind of, that makes me very sad. I think is what I'll say. I was thinking more along the lines for once in our lives, I am the hopeless romantic and you are Mm -hmm. the, you know, the cynic here. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I would hope that people got pets because they were like, oh, I have time. Yeah. Oh, I want a friend. 
but you're probably right. You're, you know what I mean? I'm probably being too, probably giving people a little too much credit in a lot of cases, but I do think a lot of people were just like, oh my God, I need something here all day long when I'm home. Oh, a hundred percent. I think people yeah. bought pets because they actually wanted the companionship, but I'm saying there's there are most definitely likely, people. yeah, there are definitely people. And I'm judging all of you and I hate you. Let me just put that out there. I said it. She's just putting that out there, guys. Just putting just it out there. Putting it out there. Um, on that note, I think we have definitively agreed on today's episode that uh, neither of us are going down that cloning process until we find out that it's humane or technology has gone far enough that it becomes humane. Um, and that neither of us are into the pet influencer lifestyle. So sorry, Mello, Frankie, Benj. <laughs> no Instagram pages for you guys. <laughs> So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic in the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 